Loaded Bases, episode six. We got six days in since the season started. What a weekend. So now the MLB is off the races for their 60 games in 66 days. So last Thursday on opening day, uh, a few hours before the first game started, Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals, test positive for COVID. And with the rules that they have, they have to quarantine themselves and they have to test negative twice before they can come back. So with the 66 days that they're playing and he's out for 14 days, that's a pretty big hit. I mean, Juan Soto, he is, if not the best hitter on the Washington Nationals. Not saying that with him playing, that would make a difference, but I believe personally it would make a difference. So let's say that Mike Trout, Test positive for COVID. Do you think that people will still watch the Angels play? I mean, because there's people out there that say that his contract that he makes, uh, it's above $400 million. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that say that he should not be making that money because no player or person should be making $400 million to play a game. But if you put it in perspective, as in, People go watch Mike Trout at every single stadium. Stadiums always sell out. And I know that when I go to the games up in Seattle, I will always go to a game that Mike Trout's there. Just the way that he plays, and he's arguably the best player of our generation. And with the revenue, he does bring money to every single stadium across the MLB. In a lot of ways, I personally believe that Mike Trout and Juan Soto are very similar. Say, when the World Series last year, Juan Soto broke out hitting. It was phenomenal. I mean, in him only being 21 years old, as the commentators in the World Series would not shut up about. But yeah, at 21 years old, him doing those things it's unreal. So with Juan Soto having COVID, and so let's say that the stadiums were with fans, people might not go to games just because Juan Soto's sitting out. That's kind of the way that I see a few players. I mean, yes, I'm a diehard Cubs fan, but there are a lot of players out there that I do really enjoy watching. I mean, I've seen players in person like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, Freddie Freeman, Buster Posey, Yadier Molina, etc. Like, I will go to those games to watch those players play. And I know for a fact that people go to games just to watch certain players play. And those guys have all worked their ass off to get to where they are today. They bring revenue to the game of baseball and they deserve money back and I will 100% be on the player's side for any argument and debate so my next guest firm believe 
this guy will tear it up. But right now, the only thing that he could do is watch games because he's in the minor leagues. And right now, yes, the major leagues are playing, but the guys in the minor leagues, they just got to sit out and train one, one more year for 2021. So this guy, he was drafted in the 18th round for the Kansas City Royals. 6'5", lefty pitcher. He has some phenomenal stuff. Besides the baseball stuff, there are some positive outcomes and mentalities that you can have during this COVID time of not being able to go play. You can also work on your game and try and get better. And also, you can find new hobbies that you've never thought of before. And Marlon Willis Jr., he can cook. Loaded bases. You ready? Ready, man. How's it going? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Living. How's everything going, man? Just trying to, just trying to survive during this time. Yeah, I know, man. It's boring. Like, I hate it. Like, I hate it. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like, you know, it's a blessing in the sky. So sure. It makes you sit still. Yeah, it it's I mean, if there wasn't this coronavirus time, I wouldn't do what I'm doing. I mean, I wouldn't be going back to school, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, I wouldn't be doing any of this. For sure. I mean, you gotta think about how much you actually move and migrate when like there was no coronavirus. Like you're up and running, you hang out with your friends. Like I feel like like this has been a like if if you used it right, you know, because yeah. you people going to the clubs and stuff like that, you know, which is kinda dumb. But still like if you use it right like this is an opportunity to like learn more about yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. Like learn kind of like where you are mentally, especially as an athlete. Because like for me, I kind of enjoyed it because like you know you don't really get time to really sit down and maybe play a little Warzone. Or, uh, You're just going, 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 going. You don't really get time to do that type of stuff. You still work hard, but you also get time to really just relax and find out what you do. Because you're an athlete and you're you know you're trying to do this for a living. You know, like, that's basically where your life is kind of surrounded upon, like, you know, versus, like, I don't really know, like, before this, I didn't really know what I really enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't necessarily have a hobby that I really like to do. I just didn't, like, you know, because my hobby, my goal, my career, everything was baseball. So, like, I didn't know anything until coronavirus hit and I had time to be still and be bored to figure out, hey, like, I actually enjoy doing this to mark out my time. So now when baseball comes back, whenever you get a little stressed out or, like, whenever you, in between your time to keep you balanced mentally, you do the stuff that you did when you had the system. Yeah, see, it's – it's it's a – coronavirus is actually – it's a blessing in disguise yeah, for a lot sure. of us. Yeah. Say, so, so what are you doing right now, like, to get ready for baseball? Okay, so I trained this place called Fuel Factory, um, and it's a great spot. Like, I love it, um, and um, it's, it's honestly, it's one of the better facilities I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, great staff, um, great players in there that, you know, ready to come in and compete with you, great catchers, everything, equipment, everything. I've tried to have a healthy balance in this time period because, for me, like I said, like, we come from a state where we're like, okay – with baseball, twenty four seven. Yeah. Wake up, baseball, 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 baseball. 
Like, I want to work hard because at the end of the day, when I get back, I want to be right. And I want to be where I need to be. But on the flip side, this is a time period where you don't really, may not ever really get back. I hope we don't get this time period back, honestly. But yeah. still, like, I try to have a healthy balance. So, like, for me, like, my day schedule is normally um, – there is no really set schedule for like my training. I can just text them and let them know when I'm gonna come in. So mm-hmm. I normally come around like anywhere from eleven o'clock, eleven thirty. Um, I normally go and play catch. If I have a bullpen, I'll do so. If I have to lift, I'll do so. Uh come back. I, I mean, honestly, I was the worst cook ever. Like I hated cooking. That's why I have my wife. She does all my cooking, man. She's see my amazing. girlfriend. My girlfriend does like cooking, but I will say my girlfriend's also like in med school. So like when a coronavirus first hit, she was like, oh my God, I don't want to like, you know, we should just take some time to like, just kind of stay apart because we don't want to catch anything. And I was like, I hated it. But I was like, you know, okay, fine. So like I was the worst cook ever. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've enjoyed cooking. So like a lot of times like, I come home and I would just like look at recipes or go to YouTube and yeah. look at and like I would go and like cook a recipe, like make it. I go play Warzone. I watch Netflix movies. That I, I I hate watching movies too, but I go watch Netflix movies. Like I have a healthy balance now. You know? What are you watching on Netflix right now? Ozark. Ooh, see, I I've gotten a few episodes in for season one, but then I haven't went past that. Okay, so my thing with Netflix is I really need them to put on some better movies because yeah. I I don't like that Netflix is trying to push and promote like newer actors for that. Mm-hmm. But but some of the acting skills are not always the best. Or like yeah. that's a lower budget movie, which is not bad. Because I've also seen some Netflix series movies like, oh my god, it's really good. But like right now, shows wise, I was Ozark, um, and then it was like All American, which is pretty snappy. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Watch that. But I just get sad when I watch shows because I know it's going to come to an end. Like, I know at some point I'm going to have to watch a whole other show. So I start to stick to a lot of movies. Um, or, like, I go to the YouTube account. I have, like, a YouTube account, and it's pretty dope. YouTube has all the movies now for some reason. Yeah. And I go watch a movie that I just want to see on YouTube. But other than that, I've been training, cooking, I mean, which I hate to do, like I said, but I love <laughs> Like, I, honestly, I, my, I, I feel bad for my girlfriend because, like, as guys, we eat so much. But, like, yeah, it, I feel so bad because sometimes, like, I'll be legit, like, watch her cook and be sitting there, like, dang, like, eat really out here, like, cooking a lot of stuff. But, okay, oh, well, you know. <laughs> how, how long have you been married? Uh, we got married in uh, July of last year. So, almost right. a year. Almost, actually, yeah, almost a year. All right, how is it? Time, it's... <laughs> Well, since we're on air, it's good. <laughs> no, it, it it's a, uh, it's different. I mean, it's it was virtually, I guess, the same as us dating. But so, like the backstory, like on us, like so, when I lived in Florida, she was from where I'm from. Right. So I slid into her DMs, and and then a few weeks later, she actually flew down there, and it was just, I don't know, we just kicked it off good, and then I moved back here a few months after that. And then I proposed, and we've been almost married for a year. Man, that's dope, man. That's yeah, she 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 works in the medical field too, so yeah. yeah. So she's been stressed out and all that with the COVID. Yeah, I bet she's trooping for that because yeah, I would not be going to work. Not me. <laughs> like, there's no way shot. There's no shot I can go to work right now. 
am I am glad that I have the opportunity like to work at home. Yeah, because you can say yeah, I the whole stuff like that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's what I've been doing, man. I'm just you know I've learned to cook more and yeah, I've learned a little more myself. You know, watching movies, I had a lot of downtime, but I still get on my work in. You know, I still mm-hmm. work hard. Yeah, I still work very hard, but I have that time to have balance. Versus you know the season, practice, get on a bus, go play someone, yeah. get back on a bus, come back, get a crappy night's rest because you've been on a bus all day. And then you start all over. So yeah, that's the grind of the baseball life. It's 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 fun to a certain extent, but you gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. I understand, but during the season, you're just moving so much. It's always baseball. You don't have a downtime to really enjoy. It. A little small hobby. So I mean, that's what I've been doing so far, man. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when did you find out at spring training that it was gonna end? Um. I found out later. Um, for me, like, so we're the spring training, and we heard about it, but it was just up in the air. It was just something you just heard people on cruise ships. Mm-hmm. Kept, like, okay, it came from a different country. Okay, whatever. You know, we we you know everyone has their speculation. You got those people that get really really scared, and you got the people that be like, oh, that's the government. Yeah, that's 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 full of government. Yeah. So we're like, okay, all right, well, nothing nothing wrong. And then people actually start getting sick. We're like. Hold on now. Like, yeah. yeah, this may be for real. So we tried to go practice. So it went from, all right, we were practicing. Everything was good. We had maybe a few spring training games. Um, Major League Club did. And then it went from that to no fans. Our game get canceled because of it. And it was like, okay, they pulled us to a meeting. And they told us we could go home. We were like, we can go home. Like, That's yeah, weird. we got to close the facility down. So then immediately, like, you know, start hand out meal money or hand out like travel money and guys like start taking flights that same day or guys drove home that same day like they packed the stuff like, gone gone like it was legit like meeting everyone gone and i i stayed here because i was just like yeah nah, not me but still like everybody would just like like that same day it was like meeting like around like 12 o'clock noon mm-hmm. everyone was on by like three like we stayed in a team hotel Every hotel was like empty at about uh, like three. Yeah. So if spring training didn't end and the season started, where would you be right now? I don't know. That's that's the scary thing about spring training because you don't know. Like you mm-hmm. don't really know. Like no one sits here and tells you, okay, you're going here this year. Like you don't know. Like that's the point of you trying to go in there and work hard for uh-huh. your work by. Like you just you don't know. Like you it's it's always a toss in the air. Like, you know, that's one of the things you just trust your officers in training. And sometimes you'd be surprised about, like, how, like, where you go. And there'd be other times where, like, you're like, damn, like, I was kind of bummed. I kind of wanted to go here. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay. You're you're playing. That's yeah. the – I got a jersey. I got an opportunity. I'm ready to roll. You're going to paycheck the pitch. Correct. That is yeah, awesome. It may not be a paycheck, but it's a paycheck. <laughs> You know, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know, but I was, you know, I was working hard to just try to get another opportunity to, you know, to prove my work as, mm-hmm. you know, an organization. You know, if there's not also proven, and that's the thing I think people don't understand, like, when you're pitching or when you're playing out there, you're not just playing for your organization, you're playing for everyone, because yep. there's all organizations looking at you. You can be traded like this, yep. you know, really quick. You know, organizations just see fit, like, okay, I really like this guy you're gone like that 
So like I try to have that mentality. Like I'm putting on, a sh- trying to put on a show for all 30 teams, not just my organization. Although I love my organization, I'm blessed for the opportunity they've given me. Um, but still, let alone like you're, you know, you're playing for every organization. You're trying to, wherever you gotta do to get to the big leagues, you gotta do it. Yeah, baseball is a team game, but at the end of the day, you gotta perform for yourself. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like I mean, you gotta at the end of the day, you gotta be able to take care of your family. You gotta be able to provide for your mm-hmm. loved ones. You gotta be able to like, you know, like you're the one that want that certain lifestyle for yourself. You know what you want your life to be like. You know, yeah. so at the end of the day, it's like you know, it's your choice to go and get it. And honestly, I wouldn't let anybody stop me from getting. It. So, you know, it's a team game. I love my teammates. I appreciate them. I have a whole bunch of fun when I'm out there playing with them. But while I'm working the offseason, I'm working hard for me. Yeah. I, I, you know, I want them to be great. But at the same time, I want to be great also. Which yeah. that makes sense, oh, for sure. So mm-hmm. when you were younger, uh, did, did you always want to be a professional baseball player? Funny story. I never had a B-point. Never had a B-point. My mom used to always get mad sometimes because she would tell me, like, man, like, you need to really figure out what you want to do because what baseball don't work. Like, from, like, from a little kid, like, like, and I used to look, I used to look like a dummy in class because first day, you know, everybody know first day of school, icebreaker, hey, like, you know, uh, or like somebody comes and the owner, or not owner, but like a visitor comes and, hey, yeah. he's a career guy. He goes on the room and asks, like, where you want to be? Everybody want to be a doctor, a veterinarian. I'm the person in there. I'm be a professional athlete. And everyone's looking like, okay, like that's like a one in a lifetime chance. But to me, that was what I wanted to do. And that's a goal. That was the goal for me. So I didn't really, that was what I wanted, you know. So I never really had a backup plan. I never had a B plan. I never had, I always believed that if I had faith and I worked hard in my A plan, I wouldn't need my B plan. My A plan would be good enough. Or if I, and if I, or if I focused too much on my B plan, then my A plan wouldn't work. That is true too. That's how I felt about it. Well, your A plan's working out pretty damn good. Uh, it's it's working good, but I mean, I'm also want more for myself, and that's why I'm very eager to try to work hard and get better each and every single day. Because my A plan is nowhere near complete yet, but is it in the making? Correct. But it also can be turned really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I want to make sure I put the effort in and put the work in because I want the A plan to work. Because, like I said, I don't I don't see or see A B plan like I just I'm, I'm locked down. You know, locked in on A. Like I said, if, you, if I'm locked in on A, I won't need a B. Yeah. You know? See, I, we were talking earlier, and uh, you are talking about that you want to start branding yourself. Yes. Why? Why do you want to start branding yourself? Because athletes need brands, too. I mean, you got to think about it. Like, when, like, okay, I'll break it down to you just like this. Like, yep. most athletes, organizations, corporations, whatever, they don't just get the athletes and want the athletes just for the athlete. I mean, think about it. As an athlete, you're only going to play for so long. Michael Jordan is playing out the game for so long, and his shoe is still the number one selling shoe of all time. Yeah. Like, your brand sometimes is going to live longer than what you are living so or what you are playing. And I truly feel that social media is so popular now that at the end of the day, like, social media can really help you boost to the next level. Because sometimes it's not always truly about the numbers you put up. It is. Trust me, it is. You want to put up good numbers. You want to earn your respect from your organization and from other people. Yes. 
but sometimes it's really big on a lot of fans like really liking it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of players in a game of baseball, basketball, football that has stuck stuck around, you know, at the highest level of play because they've been a fan favorite. People want to see them play. People pay for their jerseys. They love their brand. They want their brand. LeBron, you see LeBron Jordan now. LeBron, you know, not only is he a great athlete, but his brand is huge. Like, yeah. I mean, his shoes are growing by the day. His brand is growing by the day. And at the end of the day, when LeBron is done playing, his shoes are going to be the one that's going to continue to take off. Yeah. You know, about building your brand. So I was telling you, like, you're doing the podcast, but, like, like that's your brand. Like, you know, you build your brand. You never know how far social media can take you. Like, you know, social media is crazy because it can – people, like, what people think about you, I think people, like, underestimate how much power fans and people have like yeah for real i'm serious like like people have very and people stick together and they speak their piece like they can very well have very powerful like input on what happens to you like if, if the whole world wants to see you succeed i'm sorry like as an organization like they can have a problem with you or they can like not even want you somebody mm-hmm. will because these people want you as the brand they want Marlon Willis as the brand, you know. So, like, not just as the player. You know, it's supposed to be a package deal. And that's what I want, you know. So, I'm trying to build my brand um, as I go along with this journey because, you know, like I said, athletes are brands too. And uh, I really feel that, you know, fans are going to be what helps push you sometimes over the edge. Yeah. the so how a bunch of people want to see you do well. Uh, the NBA and the NFL, they do really well with branding their players but the MLB lacks on that one. And that's, I feel that a lot more baseball players now are trying to create their own paths. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, people, like, I don't think, I want to say MLB lacks on the production of being able to make sure their players are out there. People know they exist and they're important. Mm. But at the same time, like, you know, athletes are starting to understand, like, you know, like, in order to get the money that I want and to get the career that I want, sometimes it's, it's deeper than just putting up the points. Yeah. Like, think about how many athletes, how many NBA players you have, or how many, like, you know, think, think about, I'm sorry, I got my, my, my uh, cousins coming here. You're good. But, but think, about, think about how many NBA players you have that put up 12 points, 15 points, and, like, they're still – you don't really necessarily hear much about them. Yeah. But you don't, like, you just don't, like, because, like, they don't really have an established brand. And I feel like that's that's pretty darn important, bro. Like, like I don't know. Like, I, I think people lack that understanding. It was like, yeah, you can put up stats all you want, but, like, nobody hear about the stats. Nobody's hyped about the stats. And, wow, think about LeBron. And, do you remember the Zion first got in and people were hyped because he put up 15 points? <laughs> yeah he put up 15 points he had a couple rebounds and he had two dumps that weren't like crazy dumps but they were like you know standard zion dumps like nothing really effort nothing effort really been put into it but at the same time like he's a big dude yeah it's a big dude and like his brand is high it's it's also like let's see uh well, see, one of, one of my favorite brands is the Griffey Swingman. Yeah. And that in baseball is, I mean, even in, like, any sport, like, the 
it's like the swing man is big. Yeah. I think there's a, so it's like Mike Trout. So he makes the $400 million contract, but he doesn't really have like his brand, but he is Mike Trout and he brings players or he brings fans to the stadiums and packs them up. I mean, he's the face of Nike also, too. So, like, I mean, when you're facing Nike, like, I mean, I mean, like, a Bryce Harper did the same thing. Like, I mean, he has the big uh, Under Armour. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, I mean, sometimes certain things comes with, like, just being the best player of the league. But I'm saying, like, if you're just a good player in the league, sometimes, like, to push you over the edge where people really know that you're prevalent in the league, like, you have to, like, establish your brand because, like, sometimes, like, that's what people look for. Yeah, think think about it, like like our star votes are not even categorized by the NBA who goes in. It's fans. Yeah. Like that's crazy, man. Like, I mean there's a bunch of guys that probably could have went there competed in the All Star game or who was well deserving probably of playing the All Star game. But like who do you think the guy the ones who the fans followed the most? Yeah, it it it, it kinda does that with like the MLB All Star game now too. Yeah, same thing. But, but those are all the guys that have their specific brand. If it's not just a crazy specific brand, like there are at least some really, really prevalent on social media where fans feel really, really attached to them. Like, and they're not just a, like, I mean, I, I, there's countless of big league players who had really good careers that, like, fans, like, when they're done playing, fans know them, but not really like you'll see Derek Duda walking down the street or you'll see, like, Bryce Harper walking down the street. Like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember he played a long time ago. He probably has the money to say that he played. But because it wasn't really prevalent with the fans, it wasn't prevalent with their brand as a player, mm-hmm. no one really rem- remembers them. Who, who is the one baseball player that you have met that you were just like, holy crap, that's so-and-so? That's a great, honestly, that's a great question. Uh, um... One basic player that I've met. God, that's, that's a really hard question because, like, it's like, they're freshman ball, and now I've met a lot. Like, I've met, like, Salvador Perez. Like, for a pitcher, like, Salvador Perez is, like, a dream catcher. Yeah. He's, like, he's unreal. Um, I don't know, man. I'll probably, probably say Edwin Jackson. The reason why I say Edwin okay, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's been around the league for a long time. And, like, I don't think people forget people forget like how many teams that man played for like yep team 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 but yeah he played for almost every single club there is yep. like and like i love this tenacity like Dontre willis i watched him golf growing up and it's funny he got the same last name or lefty so it's kind of yep. like, kind of neat um yeah i mean i, I actually used that. to have a poster in my wall of Dontre willis like when i was younger yeah so i'll probably say elmer jackson if i had to give it to one uh players that I've met that I was like like man like wow that's that's him. Wow Cody Bellinger. I've met Cody Bellinger too. Ooh. I don't know man so that's a lot that's a hard question. But I'll probably give it to Edwin Jackson hundred percent. Okay. And you're telling me a story earlier that you just showed up at someone's house and you had no idea whose house it was. Yeah, I didn't know who house it was at all. Like I'm I'm thinking we're gonna go and get some food and, you know, swimming. And I'm thinking it's like an Airbnb going with some friends or whatever. And DeAndre Hopkins just walks in the house. 
I'm like, okay, all right, well, and I'm looking because, like, you know, sometimes you have disbelief, like, you don't know, like, you don't believe that's the person. So, you're, I'm in a pool, I'm like, okay, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins. Tattoos like DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins. And so, like, I saw him, like, bring out a little football, like, he would just, like, tumble. I was like, oh, crap, that's DeAndre Hopkins. talking to him. Cool dude. Cool dude, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the beauty of things, like, when you get to a certain level, like, it's pretty cool to be able to meet certain players um, that, I mean, you would never be able to meet, like, Hunter Pence. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm Oh, like, yeah. Right. Yeah, because you faced Hunter Pence yeah. on Watch Momentum at the Live at Bats. Yeah, it took me deep, too. So, <laughs> I mean, I, well, I, I'm be honest with you, obviously, you probably had to take me deep, but it's out there in the desert, one of the weirdest things was, Every ball that you hit looks like it's going a country mile because <laughs> there's, there's nothing but just land behind. Yeah. So you're like in your head, somebody can hit a pop up, but it probably caught like in the middle of the outfield. It looks like it's going 450. So I don't know how far the ball went, but he did barrel it up. But yeah, like guys like that. I mean, Trevor Bauer, I've watched those guys on TV for a long time and like um, get a chance to like go out there and like have fun with them. So like that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. But yeah, Edwin Jackson, that's my pick. Awesome. Do you have any advice uh, for the listeners who are wanting to make a dream a reality? First, I would definitely say, like, my belief in Jesus Christ has been, like, number one. Like, I'm really big on faith. That's what I was raised to be. Like, I've been through situations where I didn't have anything but faith to rely on. And it never failed me. And even when I thought it failed me, like, I think people understand, like, you got to understand this, like, at the end of the day, you know, one, like I said, you got to have faith. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand that, like, as long as you work hard and you have faith, it's always possible. And, like, for me, I struggled for a long time. My worst fear was failure. I hated to fail. Like, and I hated to fail so bad that it became my fear where it stopped me from being able to go and do certain things and be able to go and play free. And be able to go and try new things and try to work on my game, try to better my craft because I was scared to fail. So, like, for me, like, I feel like people have to understand, like, what's, like, at the end of the day, what's really failure. Because, like, if you, like, after every failure, bro, it's, it's not going to always be, like, you're going to fail and then it's just going to be just a just a base failure. Like, when you fail, something always good comes from it. Like, every time I fell on a baseball field, like, or had a bad year, I always end up learning one of my better skills or one of my better, you know, uh, abilities, like, the off-season after that. So, like, and when I look back on it, it was a reason why I felt. So, like, you know, if you're trying to chase something and you're trying to be something that sometimes you see so far, that some seem so far out, you understand it's always accomplishable. It is. And I know and I, and I know a lot of people say that. Because a lot of people, like, people try to go out and sell a Dixie dream. Like, oh, yeah, yeah like, if you try to get here, like, just keep working hard. It's going to happen. You know, and, and no, I'm telling you right now, like, you're going to have some times where life's going to kick your butt. Like, you're going to have times where, like, you're not going to know how in the world you're going to make it, how in the world you're going to necessarily succeed, or how are you going to get to, the, to that goal that you're trying to set out. But understand that, like, if life kicks your butt, like, you really got two choices. Like, you can let it kick your butt, but like, keep kicking your butt, or you can get back up and try to learn 
and figure out why I kick it. But what was the purpose? And that's what I'm learning now. Like, whenever I fail, like, I have failures on a daily basis. Like, I may practice and I end. My goal is to do something, but I may not be able to do it. Mm. When, I, when that happens, I ask myself, okay, look, why did I fail that day? What was the sole purpose of why I was failing? It could have been something simple like, hey, like, you may need to focus on this so therefore you can overcome that hump. And that's what I did. And I'm still learning that too. And that's why I think people, I think a lot of times people think people in professional sports are like um, completely an outlier to real life, but we're not. Like, and at the end of the day, I think athletes sometimes make a bad, do a bad job of making themselves untouchable, how we talked about. Like, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, you get a lot of times where players saying, nah, I don't want anyone to do an interview with you unless you're not freaking MLB or ESPN. Yeah. It's not that really big of a deal. Like at the end of the day, like you know, everybody's trying to make a system grow. Because at any point, regardless of your progress, like it can always kind of like be snatched away from you, and then you got to start right back at ground zero. Yeah, that's nailed that one, man. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like my thought process on it. Like at the end of the day, like yeah, you can have your goals, you can set them out, you can do whatever like that, but like you can't expect it to just just because you say you just want to do it, you work hard. And that's I think that's the that's where I got confused because I felt like if I set my dream out and I said, Okay, this is what I was gonna do and I worked hard, it was gonna automatically happen. It wasn't like that. I worked yeah. hard to feel like lost a lot or still failed a whole tremendously a lot. But that's part of the process. Well, Marlon, I appreciate it, man. No problem, man. Dude. Take yeah. it easy. All right, man. Thanks, man. And a huge shout-out to Marlon Willis. Trust me when I have to say this. This guy is going places. Like, no doubt, in a few years, you will be watching him on ESPN. And will be Network. All those top programs, you will see this guy. So in that interview, we talked about branding. Uh, And these players, these minor league guys who are trying to brand themselves so therefore later on down their careers they can use that as a good tool so branding so each player has the opportunity to brand themselves i mean with their presence on social media on the field people will come see you just because of your presence on social media since this is 2020 and social media is a big deal so, one player that does amazing job with branding is Trevor Bauer. And, I mean, he is the founder of Momentum. And so, his presence on social media, he's a very spoken person. And just to show the difference of a player that has a strong brand off the field, Trevor Bauer on Twitter has 290,000 followers. And a player that has played just as long as he has, Aaron Nola, 34.9 thousand. That's a pretty big difference between a player that has a total A brand and a player that, I mean, we, I personally don't know, but Aaron Nola could just choose not to have a brand. But I'm saying that if he had a brand, I firmly believe that if he had a brand off the field, he would have a bigger presence. So to any of my listeners, if you have any insight on how to create a brand, 
send me a DM and I would absolutely love to try and collab with you on this topic. As always, a huge thank you to Routine Baseball for all the apparel that I wear throughout my episodes. They have got me covered. They started out of a basement producing tees and now they're shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. I'm wearing my TA7 watch, just change it, white tee. I was speaking about brands, Tim Anderson. That dude is like the TA7, one up and coming brand right there. Well, that is it for this episode. If you guys have any input, let me know, send me a DM, text me, email me. However, you have the way to contact me. Let me know, positive or negative, let me know. Any feedback is good feedback. Oh, and go Cubs.